Hello and welcome back to the Folk Podcast, episode 100. We finally made it, boys. 100 episodes. That's crazy. Honestly, like, I can't even, like, quantify that. Like, how many, like, it's like over 100 hours of recordings of us on the internet. How does that make you guys feel? It's weird. Because, like, I remember the very first episode still, whenever we did that and how nervous most all of us but you were jacob because you'd already been doing youtube for a while but our audio is still trash back then though oh my god yeah yeah the audio is trash and we were using what were we were using skype instead of zoom skype (laughs) (laughs) dude skype was terrible like for any of our longtime listeners like what was episode two we completely was deleted or something like it was literally our second episode that we that we recorded with jason that ended up getting deleted and we have to do our emergency like hey is there anybody that's like available to do a recording real quick in the discord and oh my god yeah was, who was, was it that when we uh it was like a while after we had stopped using skype and then we had to re like all of us had to re-download skype just to do that episode because they didn't have zoom was it ben i think it was ben yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we were all like, oh, great, we got to use this cursed app again. Yeah, we, I think we warned him, too. We're like, dude, we don't trust this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's crazy to think, yeah, we went from that to, like, now, you know, we've had, you know, so many guests. We've had, you know, we've had so many different conversations and everything like that. It's, honestly, it's really exciting. Yeah, I'm just, like, scrolling through our, like, our large list of episodes in here. I mean, we've talked about damn near everything when it comes to paganism, which is one of the reasons we switched to the three episodes or three topics a week or bringing our own topics to the table is just because, like, I mean, there is a finite amount of things we can talk about. (laughs) Yeah. We start re-dipping. All right. Well, I mean, that's kind of one of the nice things, you know, like episode three for us was advice for new, uh, New Norse pagans. Uh, and so that's something that we can always share more advice on. In fact, you know, this episode is going to be a Q and a, and a lot of the, so people wrote us in questions and we're going to answer them here on the podcast. And a lot of them are beginner questions because those are things that constantly come up. So that's something that we're going to constantly be talking about. Um, or even like episode four lessons from the gods. Like that's a very vague thing that we were talking about right away. Uh, it's actually the one we redid with Jason and, uh, you know, we can, we can always talk about lessons. The gods are teaching us, you know, it doesn't have to be a one-off kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> see. We were really hyped around the gatherings. Episode seven was before the fall gathering and episode eight was after the fall gathering. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember when we did that because, yeah, it was it was our expectations for, you know. Yeah. Going we into it. Because, yeah. Going because uh, it. you insured had not been to him yet. Yeah. 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 Because that, that was our first one. And yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Because it was our expectations of going into it and then everything that obviously they're talking about what happened obviously and it was what a time dude, dude yeah, yeah like you said Ian, like so... we've had a lot of fun guests over the years like i look at episode 11 like the first time we met eric it was oh right my... here on the podcast episode God, 11. yep our first rando our first random yeah, random email. like from the emails yep and now look at him he's been on here twice and he's the seen that man mostly member. naked now that is very true. Yeah. And, <laughs> yep. Spend a few days in the woods in a tiny cabin with him. And, and then we have, nowhere. oh gosh, you know, I forgot about this one. Like we, we've, we've always tried to get him back on here, but uh, Myron uh, that we had oh, on yeah. episode 12. I, 
I wish, yeah, because I was, I do hope that we end up getting him on here again at some point. Because, yeah, I was not there for. Oh, that's uh, right. You weren't there for that episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I remember right, he's he's emailed us a a couple of times about wanting to be back on. It's just trying to sync back up with his schedule. Line everything up. Well, yeah, because we interviewed him. um, Gosh, like something happened in between like the the two times we talked like it was like i think it was like a hurricane or something down that way around that time of year and he was like look i got because he's from louisiana and he's like i you know i got to deal with all this and we just, we just had another hurricane come through and we're like dude like deal with that <laughs> you know? yeah. um and then we had raul on episode 14 from yeah. spain oh my gosh i'm getting like flashbacks here <laughs> dude we've been doing this so long already <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy to think like how long we've been because like i've i mean most podcasts you know that i've listened to depending on you know what they are or who they're you know who it is that's on them you know only make it so far you know in, in episodes like i mean obviously you have individuals like joe rogan who's almost at 2000 episodes you know for his stuff but then you have like other you know, like most of the other stuff that's long lasting like that is usually stuff like the Always Sunny podcast where, you know, they're obviously talking about episodes and they have hundreds, you know, they have plenty of episodes yeah, to talk they have about. Like what, 14 or 15 seasons, 10 to 20 yeah. episodes each or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they got plenty of content they, and they've already started branching off. They're just like, oh, let's just have one of the random characters we've had on like on the show. Uh, and exactly. they've definitely and they built like a full studio just for the, their podcast. Now they're like they're 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 in for it. That's how you know you're serious when you have a studio just for your podcast. God, one day we will. That'd be nice. Uh, like the hall. Fire. That we can have a, we can have a, a, a specific Dude, room in the hall. For real though, uh, like uh? we all know the dream of the halls, you know, still a ways off. You know, we're getting there closer by the day, but still imagine you know, like us being able to make like a podcasting room. <laughs> oh my god. That would be that would be awesome. Dude, that all our phones be... are on horns and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's badass. a tap in the wall. Oh, oh man. dude, freaking goals, goals. man! Goals, bro. <laughs> uh, going back through and looking through like some of those earlier episodes, like um, back on episode twenty-two, we had uh, Soil Shaman Matthew. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, I can't believe that was episode twenty-two. It's been a long time. Yeah. Well, like, we did we did a lot of a lot of really good interviews and guests back to back to back for like a solid like two or two to three months like we just had a long list of people that we were like hey we're having so and so on and it would be like okay cool on this day and then you know it was yeah we we had a lot of solid guests just one right well after the, uh, the original plan for the entire folk podcast when it came out was that every episode we would have a guest that was kind of like mm-hmm. one of the plans is that no matter mm-hmm. what we were talking about we would find uh, find a guest to bring in uh and like we we kept up with that pretty long time but i mean obviously it's just you know making contacts setting plans and everything like that especially when we're having our own busy lives that's one of the reasons that changed throughout the course of the podcast is history yeah yeah, but I mean, we did a damn good job at it. For a- yeah, I mean, I'm even looking like up into the 30s. We we have like guests all the way up through the 30s, and it's not like it stopped. I mean, literally, we you know, it's not been that long ago we had on like James for the first time, and then James again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we had Jason um, Gardner on. Oh yeah, then- yeah. Um, I really like the Joanna Wittenberg podcast. We did. Yep. Then we had Joanna. Yep. She was such a nice woman. I need to send her a book when it gets done. Ooh, do it. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> then yeah, there's like we... the episodes we shanghaied uh parker when he was at my house and then mary and logan were there at yep. your house caleb i forgot yep. about that yeah i just saw that i was gonna say something but y'all were talking so i didn't want to interrupt <laughs> Oh, so, and just somebody else on here. I was going back through. I think it was. I have to go back and look. Now, if it was around episode sixty or somewhere in the fifties, but when we had Trago, oh, it was episode sixty. When we had Tra- uh, Trago, Tom, yeah. Trago on, yeah, it would be awesome to have him back. Oh, dude, he would yeah. do it anytime. I think he's on a, like a break right now from like social media, which I totally get. Um, mm-hmm. But him and I still talk all the time, and obviously, I've met him now, and it's just like which is so weird. Again, like people that we've talked through, you know, on the podcast, you know, you have that podcast episode, then it's like, Oh, I'm meeting you in person. And now like Jason Gardner has been to, to, a, gathering. A, to a gathering. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I mean, I've talked about it to like, you know, just my, like my friends that aren't part of like the community or anything like that. And just like even family members. And, and it's, you know, I was talking about it the other day and I was saying how, how crazy it is to kind of take us like a step back and look at just the outreach and like the amount of people that different people that we've talked to over like throughout the podcast. And I'm just like, I know people from, you know, I've talked to people from all over the world at this point and from all different walks of life and like different experiences and stuff like that. And for the most part, yeah, like there's still a few that I keep in touch with to, with the podcast from the podcast and everything like that. And like, We've obviously had them on multiple times or, you know, there's they, they become like, you know, valued members of the community and stuff like that and beloved members of the community. It's it is absolutely insane to like think about how your average person that, you know, who maybe thinks like, hey, I want to do a podcast, but then they never do it. Like the potential like missed opportunities of like talking to people, you know. So I guess take that as an, as an awesome PSA for me of, hey, if you want to do a podcast, do it. Just Dude, I just it. now realized that, and, and I feel like I'm going to say it now, and we're going to get another <laughs> one. But we got a COVID flag on episode 79 with James, and I don't think we dressed, we spoke directly about COVID, but I'm sure we just like mentioned it. And then like the moment that like the algorithm picks up that you even say it, you get like learn more about COVID 19 here. <laughs> like, yeah, I noticed that like, a while back. I just never mentioned it because I'm just like, yeah, everything got. Yeah, like, yeah, literally everything's got it. I'm like, sitting here, like, we talked about bushcraft, magic mushrooms, Roman mustaches. (laughs) 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 That all got brought in there. (laughs) But I'll go ahead and say, like, I I never thought when we started doing this that we were going to talk to so many people from all over the world. I thought it was going to be, like, mainly here in the U.S., and then we would eventually get people from the community in, like, you know, England. And, you know, maybe we'd get Nick from South Africa, which, I mean, we did. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we did that. Yeah, but I yeah. thought that would be like the extent of it. I didn't think we were going to have all of these people from all over the world. And then that many people from, you know, like the people in the Czech Republic and all that uh, over in Europe that listen to us. I think they're, are, oh, yeah. We're still like the second most listened to in like the spiritual <laughs> thing over there. I haven't while. And I don't even remember what platform I was looking on. But yeah, there was that one time I was just scrolling around and it was like, uh, you know, the second highest spirituality podcast in the Czech Republic, the folk podcast. I was like, what? For the longest time, you mentioned it almost every single episode. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Well, how many people like you know now have like you know the inside jokes that we've made over the years as well? You know, like the staircase. Like literally, Kyle made you that staircase sticker for your car. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh man. Oh. No. Well, even like it. really, it's not like. We say that we still slow down on the interviews, but like maybe a little bit more so this year. But again, we had the Joanna interview. We had the James. We had the Survive the Jive. Uh, mm-hmm. And then recently I put on the uh, interview I had with uh, the Spirit of Wolf Shamans. And so that was episode 98. And so yeah, it's yep. like 
we're still doing the interviews maybe a little less frequently but like we still got them in here yeah they're, they're little tasty nuggets of awesomeness that we sprinkle in yeah i mean i you know i think i think i've said on record here before and i've talked to you guys like you know, it's always crazy to me that I feel like we just hit record, we record it, we throw it up. And, you know, we really don't think about the amount of people that listen to these things because, I mean, every episode is well over a thousand views. Uh, so most of them, like I would say more than half of our library are 3,000 to 5,000 plus views on Podbean with over, you know, 250,000 downloads total. And that's just what Podbean's reporting to us. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> um, but we do have some slight... I wouldn't call it sorrowful news because it's not like we're going away forever, but we have decided that we're going to take a small break. Uh, We've talked about it uh, before in the past of maybe even going to like a seasonal based structure. We, you know, prepare some episodes for a season, but make them a little higher quality. Um, But, you know, it's nothing's really stuck, but regardless, we've decided that it might be best for us to take a break at least until probably the end of the year. The reason we say that is because I was looking ahead at my personal schedule and I will be going to so many gatherings uh, and helping them out and and just going to record them uh, to the point where I think I'll be basically gone for a month uh, because I'll be going to the Kentucky gathering, then driving the next week down to the North Carolina gathering, and then immediately the next week after that, traveling up to Canada. So like even that trunk alone, not to mention all the other things, uh, you know, going around the wisdom of Odin. Um, so we just see this opportunity as a really good time for us to take a step back, you know, get some guests line up, you know, get some big names put on here for you, get those interviews, maybe even record them before, uh, you know, we release them to you. But for right now, we think it's best for the health of the podcast, our own personal mental health, uh, but also our creativity to take some time off. So we hope you understand, uh, uh you know, we, we're definitely grateful for the hundred episodes we've had, uh, and all the people who've listened to them. Uh, but I think, uh, for the longevity of the show, it's best that we take a small break here. Yeah. We don't Honestly, it's not, it's not that bad that we've taken like we're deciding to take a break now after over two you know two years yeah of doing the podcast i think it's been like two years and two months or something yeah. like that yeah the longest break we've had in between is maybe three weeks think, to a month maybe i think the longest break we ever had was two weeks and that was when i, I first went to germany i think we took a two-week yeah. break but i think yeah. after that it's been you know we've taken weeks off here and there just because we get busy or something comes up yeah but usually we end up we either like record an extra episode the week before, or, you know, yeah. and it's that space is still filled most yeah, of the time. Uh, there, there's been many occurrences where we're like, oh, we're going to miss this because we're all three going to this gathering. So let's record a couple episodes here. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, we've, well, shoot, our longest recording day is there was a day, I think we did three or four in one day. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. Well, there <laughs> we're was all going that... loopy by the end. Yeah. You oh, and yeah. Ian, I think, did four. I think I did two of them. Yeah. yeah. We did two on ours and then we did two with Forrest. Yeah. Back to back. Oh my God. That was a day. That was a day. <laughs> Dude, yeah, oh. they were going insane by the end. Uh, oh but regardless, uh, so this episode, uh, our idea here is that we're, uh, I put up a poll on Instagram if anyone had any questions for us, and we're going to answer some of your questions. Now, there's an interesting range here of questions. So there's really not going to be any flow to this because they're all over the place. <laughs> so I'm just going to start selecting questions. Um, so let me pull up the first one here. I don't know. Should I just assume that people want? I mean, it probably doesn't matter to like say who it's who it's from. I, I would. I was gonna say is like, are they just all like? In, are they all like just general questions, or are there individual questions for me? There are a couple of specific here? questions because I did say like, if you have any specific questions for people, please let us know. Okay. Uh, so I'll do the first one here, which is someone that we've had on the podcast before, uh, Dana, the Shadow Moon Witch. Hey. 
It's Dana, right? Not Diana. I always get it confused. Okay. Dana. Dude, I always freak myself out. I've met her in person now. I'm still like, gosh, why is it? She literally listens to this whenever we release it. She's going to hear this. I'm so sorry. I'm terrible with these things. Anyways, so she uh, she um, asked us a question is, which uh, what has been the most challenging thing stepping into this faith? Ooh. I'd say the research aspect. I mean, we've talked about it before. Like, you know, we've referred to this as the religion of homework or the, you know, the faith of homework. Like, honestly, yeah, I would say for, I, you know, I wouldn't say for most of us, but I would say for a good majority of us, I feel like it's just the amount of knowledge that you have to take in. I mean, that's not what it was for me. Like, there's so much. There's still stuff that I don't know and that I'm trying to learn. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. And then I would just add also the fact of being able to find, like being able to find information that's not just regurgitated, uh, time, yeah. you know, repeated and just phrased differently or, is, you know, literally just written almost exactly the same in like five different books when you're trying to find something different. Um, yeah, sometimes that is the bit, one of the biggest headaches I have. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I have like a ton of books on my my back wall here now. And a lot of them are, like you said, just regurgitated. And so and then, while I think it's great to have cross-referencing, um, you know, I own four poetic edits now. Uh, so three different translations and an Old Norse translation as well. So I've gotten real serious into the uh, the poetic edit translations here. Uh, but even then, like prose edits are actually really hard to find uh, translated differently. There's not many different editions of the prose edda. And far as I can tell, I've never seen a prose edda for sale that is in the Old Norse. Um, and not to mention, I think it'd be very difficult to translate in the old Norse as well. Um, and so just even things like that can, you know, really, it, it, it's a blessing and a curse because it's really cool to dive into some of the nuanced differences. Because if you look at the old Norse translation, you're going to see that old Norse is a very like straightforward language. And so a lot of these additions that get added is just to make it interesting because it's very direct. There's very little po poetic elegance to it, at least as it translates to English. And so it can be fun, but also when it gets down to the brass tacks of actually practicing the faith, you know, it can bog it down. You know, all these small little details and things that get argued uh, constantly. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons that in the, in the channel in general, I've been really big on the simplicity. Go outside, connect to nature. That's where our ancestors found it. How did the ancestors come to the conclusions about these gods and whatnot? And I think that's that's been, a you know, advice that I've been given for years now. And I think it's still some of the best advice I've given. Yeah. And I, and I like, I think we've said it on the podcast before, as far as like when you can't find what you're looking for and if you can't find the information you're looking for in Norse paganism, you know, expand out, look into uh, the Celtic, like uh, the Celtic shamanism, Druidry, things like that. You'll find answers that you'll be able to connect there. And then uh, you can look into other cultures that have their, their shamanic practices. Well, I think, um, you know, answering the question myself, what is the most, one of the most challenging things stepping in Um I think it's it's really hard uh, getting into this faith because of the self doubt um, of practicing alone, especially if you're you know you don't have anyone near you, you don't have that mentor, you don't have that community of having these experiences uh, that are generally considered taboo in the modern world, uh, even like not just outside of Christianity, you know, religious experiences, but religion in general has been very questioned lately of like, what is a religious experience? What is a spirit? What is a God? You know, we as a human species are, are have slowed down to the point we're asking ourselves these more internalized questions. And so when trying to get into a religion that's so old and has such varied information about it, you know, the self-doubt can really creep in. And that's something I see from messages all the time from people is they just, they don't believe it's real or they don't believe their experiences are genuine because um, of that self-doubt in their minds. 
Yeah, it's one of the... I don't remember having a lot of self-doubt myself, but the best thing that I can add to it is just the... Uh, try, like, whenever you're just trying to... You're trying to figure figure it out. Um, how do you practice? And, you know, what, what proves that it's real? Other than, you know, you have this one experience. This is like, you know, opened your eyes to everything. But, you know, how do you continue on after that? Yeah, you don't like get a green light from the God saying like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah. yeah, you found this thing. It's like, oh, now what do I do? Uh, and the biggest, the hardest thing for me was uh, learning to trust my instincts and to know that I wasn't just making this, you know, this shit up for a lack of better words. So, right. Um, because that was that was one of the bigger things that I had early on was like was trying to di- differentiate between like what was a true instinct and I was being drawn towards this or if I was just making it up in my head. Um, and it took me, it probably took me a good, I'd say three or four months to really get a handle on that. If not a little bit longer, maybe six months. Well, I think that's why a lot of people are messaging uh, people like me or, you know, other people in the faith and uh, who have been practicing a while, or at least have a social media presence. And they're like, Hey, I had this experience. And they're, what they're seeking is that validation. And I know it's something I've mentioned on here before. And it's like, I can't blame them because when you're alone in this and you have these experiences happen to you, you think you're crazy. And so you're like, Oh, I need someone to validate my experiences to make sure they're real. Uh, and something I still tell people to this day is like, I cannot be the one to validate your experiences. You have to be honest with yourself because, you know, at the end of the day, this is a a religion of self-reliance too. You know, we don't have, you know, there is no pagan Pope, uh, you know, even religious leaders are kind of a very, we don't know that much about them technically in the historical sense. We know a little bit, uh, but again, we don't have anything that is so validating, like, you know, modern religions, as far as like a religious figure to go to and be like, Hey, is this an actual thing that happened? Yeah. Good, good first question. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> See if I can find a funny one. I think there's a funny one here. Oh, I'm sure there's a funny one. I've got any super serious questions? <laughs> well, super serious <laughs> questions? <laughs> uh, Where's the morality, man? <laughs> it, like, here's one question from Zach Rankin. If you had a goat that made mead on tap, what would you name it? <laughs> I mean, like obviously, there's like an actual goat in Norse mythology. I can't remember the name off the top of my head that produces this mead. Like, let me whip out my uh, my four editions of the poetic. I got to figure this one out. But uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I cannot think of its name. Yeah, I can't remember. I remember like you know the 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 cook and the boar, Ahurumnir and Sahurumnir or Sehurumnir, but I can't remember the name of the goat. Uh, but regardless, I think it's saying like, what would we name it? Yeah. Dep- for me, it would depend on what kind of meat we're talking because obviously there's a, a wide range of different, you know, flavors of meat. So for me, I would just name it something super basic uh, after like whatever type of meat it would be producing. Like the first thing that came to my head is the ginger mead that they had that they made at Honeymead or Honey Tree Meadery in Nashville. Oh, so that ginger baby. Oh my god, dude, that was so. Was it called it Ginger Baby? It's either Baby Ginger or Ginger Baby. Uh, ginger Baby sounds better. It, it was, <laughs> I mean, I think I should name it Ginger Baby then. <laughs> it was yeah, like God, that was so good, and that's what yeah, I ginger would want baby. that goat. Give me that so tea. yeah, I would, I would name that. Yeah, I would name that goat Ginger or yeah, Ginger Baby. I'd name it after that meat. That's <laughs> what it. I would want it to be producing because that shit was good. I name it Ian because only something named Ian can make something so fine. Oh my! I mean, depending on how good it was, if I wanted to share it, I would name it Goat Fist, so nobody would want to drink the meat. Oh yeah, that's a Goat Fist. <laughs> What's Caleb drinking up there? Goat Fist. 
<laughs> oh, Just leave him alone. Good beer, good beer fest. Good beer fest reference. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I still need to watch that. I've never watched it. I know. What? I hate you. I, I don't know why it's we're downloaded talking. on my Netflix, and I just haven't watched it. It's a good movie. I mean, it's a stupid movie, but it's good. It's good. If you like Super Troopers, you'll like it. It's the same guys, literally, it's the same group of dudes. Uh, so here's one. Um, it comes from Esquizier four one one. What was your favorite book when you starting uh, when you started your path? And Poetica cannot be one. I'm adding that Poetica. caveat. Okay. Uh, mm. I mean, I'm gonna have to give a shout out because... to give you guys time to think. Uh, my old myths and symbols in pagan Europe. Maybe that's a tired example because I always recommend that song, bitch. But it's one of the best <laughs> books I've ever read on the faith because it actually just dives into the history. Like it's just like here is what we know from history, and I think that's what one of the things that was really a catalyst for my channel and my identity is like let's look at ancient history. Let's not look at the history that's been written in the last two hundred years about this. Let's focus on like the ancient crap, and you know, and not even just like Viking Age, but the pre uh, before the Viking Age as well. And so anything that goes into pre Viking Age stuff or really anything that's like not about the Viking Age I love because it's so hard to find them and I often really love the information especially like Germania is I think is a good example as well yeah, yeah honestly like when I first started out I don't think I had any other books aside from a copy of the Poetic Era and I can't even remember who who it was written by or translated by because it was it was an old it was an older translation. I want to say it was translated in like the late 1800s or the early 1900s. Um, has like a red cover. Was it Thompson? Maybe. I'd have to. I'd have to go get it. This is the oldest one I got. By Lawrence Thompson. Oh yeah, that, that's a prose. Isn't it? Uh, or is it just a prose introduction? I think it's his prose introduction. I think it's just oh. I think it's poetic. Oh, okay. yeah, it's got Alpha's Mole in here. Oh, okay, but yeah, it's, that was the only book that I had um, for months. I don't think I actually got many other books until I don't really think I got many other books until I went to the first gathering. Yeah. I would I would say for me that wasn't poetic or prose. It would be, but honestly, it would be Neil Gaiman's just Norse mythology, Norse mythology because. It was a it was a nice change of pace from the you know the very kind of like drier reading material and get a little bit more of like a, a flair to like the the mist and everything like that. Um, and I didn't even read it per se physically because I just bought it on Audible and I li just listened to the audiobook version of it. So then obviously like he's the one that's you know reading it and doing voices and you know obviously going into all that. So. I think Casey stole my copy. <laughs> <laughs> Call her out on the podcast. No, like <laughs> we joked. She's literally every time she comes over, she retakes a book and leaves a book um, because you know she doesn't have like any place to keep books, and so she just raids my library for anything Norse related. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I would. I would say that was probably one of my favorites. That was like that was really exciting to get into because yeah, it was a fun way of getting into. Ian, your mic cut out. What about now? That's good. It's better now. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, wow. When you lean back, it just went out. Man. Yeah, it was just like that. <laughs> I might write that down. Listeners, you're going to have to deal with that. He is an idiot. Ah! Yeah, right? <laughs> but uh, hey, man, technology, I hate it. But yeah, I I, I just enjoyed, because there's, there's so many different 
books that are just you know Norse mythology that have their own tellings of them in their own ways that they tell the stories and whatnot. I think I have three different books off the top of my head, I believe. Yeah, I know. I know for a fact I have at least three different like baseline Norse mythology books. But Neil Gaiman has always been my favorite, you know, just because of the way that he tells it. To I guess to add to it, just so I can give an actual like recommendation. Um, I didn't get this one until I'd already been practicing for about a year or so, but it's called uh, I think it's just called Neolithic Shamanism, and I've seen it. I've seen a lot of people have it at. Uh, just like uh, regular metaphysical stores and things like that. If they have a Norse section or a Norse Nordic mythology section, there's a good chance it might be in there. I've seen that just like general um, witchcraft stores as well. I've yeah, seen it a couple of times. It has some really good information about uh, like how to meditate and things like that. Now they have some weird things that the two that the two uh, authors or shamans that they're talking about have. Like that woman in there talks about how she's descended from some kind of Jotun and some other things like that. She's a bit high on her horse, if you ask me. Yeah, she's but, all about uh, them offering them uh them orgasms too, if I remember correctly. Oh, oh yeah. Aside <laughs> from that stuff, as far as like the base information and explaining meditation and like the way that in, like the way that it should feel whenever you're moving energy and like uh sending it to the earth and pulling it from the earth, things like that. It's a really good book. Uh so that right there would be a good one to get if you're newer. I would like to recommend a new book that's going to come out here in like two weeks. You know, it's like, I think it's, oh, oh. yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, you know, it's not going to really help you with the faith, but I think it's a really good uh, introduction for, you know, maybe the, the young, the young ones in your family, or maybe for, for some family that doesn't know what to practice. And it's called a Yule story by Jacob Thompson, not Thompson, Todd Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> it'll be coming out here in just about a week after this or a week and a half something like that so yes my book releases here very soon uh and they they can look at the cover i haven't actually released the cover yet to the public yet none of the public only the people on patreon have seen the cover so far so um it's nice. really cool um i'm really can't believe i wrote a book this year honestly like i always look at it i'm like did i write that it's like 200 pages of me <laughs> uh but it's not really a religious book by any means i literally i really designed it to be accessible to people that may not be into the faith uh but just enough sprinkled in that people can be like i know what you're talking about there um so yeah i think it's gonna be really good for people that want to you know really like take those baby steps uh with the family as well um during this time of year to be like, oh, hey, you know, this is someone I know, or, you know, this book's really good. And it introduces themes that are in Norse mythology and some of the cosmology without being so aggressive about it. Uh, but really, it's it, the main purpose is to be a heartwarming story about the winter season, all written from the angle of, and of course, Norse mythology and Scandinavian history. Um, so yeah, that comes out here in a couple of weeks, which is also one of the reasons I need to time off because, my gosh, writing a book is absolutely frazzling. I'm totally going to like have you sign mine whenever i get it and then i'm gonna hang on to it for years to come well and ian signing a book is like only a award for years. the uh book supporter tier on patreon and i don't think you're at that tier so don't know if i can actually do it no you know <laughs> i would literally smack you so? <laughs> you haven't offered me years of friendship hours of video gaming and you know staying at each other's houses like we've never we haven't had that kind of connection so i don't think you really yeah exactly <laughs> like I said, I'm just gonna slap you inside the head. With it. Yeah, when's it. the next time you're gonna see me just smack my face off? Oh, I'll figure it out. I'll find a way. 
<laughs> I mean, to send Casey, apparently she's the messenger for the demons. Uh, just come, uh, to, come to Yule and you can my smack him with paprika. the Yule <laughs> <laughs> Messenger for the demons. Uh, uh, so let's see here. Let me dig up another question here. Uh, what's uh, like I said, a lot of these are for beginner questions as well. So from El Blanaco, Blanaco, my words aren't working well today. So these names are definitely going to throw me for a loop. Uh, <laughs> best beginner offerings for the gods. Hmm. I mean, that's. I guess it depends on on obviously who you're offering to. You know, that's that would be my first thing that I would send into. But I mean, just baseline for most of the gods and goddesses, I mean, some form of alcohol usually is good if you're able to attain it or teas or, you know, some form of, uh, you know, fruits or vegetables or, you know, like I said, it kind of just depends on, on who, who you're giving to. But also, you know, I've said it many, many times. We've all said it several times throughout the podcast. You know, and it, it doesn't necessarily matter too much on the object, more so than the it's more so the intention that you put behind it that matters more than the physical object. You know, that's uh, I mean, I'll keep saying for another. hundred. So you're saying that when we do give offerings in Minecraft, the gods accept them. I'm not going <laughs> to condone that because I. Where did I, that even know. come from? <laughs> I mean, I've seen it pop up in like memes, I want to say, where I've heard like. I, I mean, I probably from know. us because I think I got an email once uh, from a kid that was asking if uh, he like gave offerings in Minecraft or the gods would accept them. I don't think I ever responded to the kid, but I've so far always talked about it. Or no, no, no. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't that. Maybe I'm just thinking I'm confusing the story of the kid that swore off sexually changed the world. Um, I think I brought it up first when Zach from The Seeker of Wisdom interviewed me about rituals and I made a joke. I was like, Zach can you offer things in Minecraft and the gods accept it? And he was, or I think I specifically said an iPhone to him. I was like, can I give my iPhone? It's valuable to me. And he was just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, diamond uh, picks out. Diamonds are pretty hard to find in Minecraft. So I mean, like, you know. <laughs> toss it into lava. <laughs> um, I mean, I was, I was literally getting ready to say like a general, but good rule of thumb is like, if it's something that is valuable to you, then it's something good to give as an offering so i guess with within reason oh because God. i don't i don't see the point in giving offerings to a video game unless you're like i don't know a paraplegic and you can't physically give any other offerings i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one of those things like i i ironically talk about it but then i again i don't know where i've talked about this before i feel like i've talked about this already but like i ironically mention it like because it, it's that thing that te- it's a question that tests your boundaries because i think everyone listening to this is like no don't give offerings in minecraft i know i'm like no like give actual offerings because we we know we just know you know in your soul that like give offerings in real life but by the identity of what an offering is of something with intention that has value to you that you give to the gods by that like definition giving something that you had to work for in a digital world is an offering to the gods because it's something that would have been valuable to you in that game and it's something that required time and you're intentionally giving it so by definition giving a diamond in minecraft to a lava pit to odin is an offering i think it's a stretch i think it's a stretch but we all know it's wrong i know it's wrong and you guys know it's wrong but it's technically by definition right (laughs) Now, could you imagine 
if it's a, if the offerings accept that an Odin just receives a, a free diamond in his mind. No, dude, they're just like, please dump more diamonds. Dump an eyeball in there for me, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> what the? Ian's over here dying from this conversation. <laughs> I feel like this is just a way of self-justifying what you did in Minecraft. <laughs> dude to be for, be real all i'm doing is throwing that rotten flesh in there i can't do anything with that so that rotten flesh is getting he's getting all that rotten flesh <laughs> okay let me let me be clear as i answer this question myself no i do not think even though by definition it is correct that things like that are actually offerings an offering is something tangible in this real world that the you know the gods would perceive that value of. I mean, yes, it's about sacrifice. Yes, it's about intention, but it's also about connecting to an ancient past because our ancestors would have given offerings as well. Now they would have given things that applied to their time. They would have given swords, which we see in history. They would have given alcohol and drink because that's something that we share with one another. They would have given food. They would have even sacrificed animals because they were all farmers and you know livestock. But obviously, things transition and change throughout time. Um, so we have to find those boundaries because that's something we're finding as a species right now. Now is we're testing our boundaries once again of how far can we take things and i think that boundary pretty comfortably in a pagan religion that's based in nature is focus on things that you know you can give that are from nature uh you know giving unnatural thing pouring out a mountain dew by yes you're meeting that that uh you know well yes it's like a, an offering you're sacrificing something you're giving chemicals <laughs> oh there's that bang oh he's got the bang <laughs> that's from uh episode like a72 or something like that i think it was i don't even remember what episode it was it was the one oh, that i was like thor i'll give you this mighty bang <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah i think when you first start out don't think about it too much uh, you know, I think it's something that will come natural to you. But, I mean, if you just want a basic answer, liquid offering is great. You know, I stick to something natural, such as a cider or a mead or a beer if you can get alcohol um, or things like fruits. Leaving an apple out in nature, it's going to rot naturally. You know, it's going to sit out there in nature and it's not going to harm anything. And it's an offering. Uh, so I still give apples all the time to this day. So fruits, apples, uh, you know, and liquids, I think, are a really good starting offering. And diamonds in Minecraft. God damn it. <laughs> I was really about to say the same thing. You beat me to it. Uh, so you guys want to play some Minecraft over this or what? You know, let's... <laughs> I don't even own that game. I have never played Minecraft. <laughs> Back in my stoner days all the time. Uh, okay, so the next question here from G Woon Park. Do you think it's too late to start uh, doing rituals and talking with the gods? Is it ever too late? No. Sounds like a very Christian question. No. I mean, no, not at all. If you are drawn to it and you feel that you're being called to by one of the gods or your ancestors or something like that, I mean, answer the call. If you're if they're putting out that energy and drawing you towards them, then, you know, they're deeming you worthy. So it's just up to you to accept it. Sometimes it's not up to you to accept it. Sometimes you're just forced. You know, that happens. <laughs> we know about that with Odin Double Voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, hell, we've got, you know, members of the community, you know, that are that are older individuals. And I say that as a 30 year old, you know, and Jacob pulled out a knife for some reason. I don't know. Um, I have like three knives behind me for some reason. Hmm. This is the only form of rent my ex roommate gave me was leaving a knife behind. <laughs> that I, took from. I see your knife and I raise you a shaman. Oh, I have my uh, my saging fan here with me. <laughs> 
<laughs> just random pagan bullshit. <laughs> like my life is random pagan bullshit. <laughs> my goodness. Anyways, um, back to answering said question. Somebody's gotta keep us on track. But yeah, no, I mean never you. Yeah, I, 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 chaos kid keeping us on track. I know. Hell's reasoning over here. Just getting started. Uh anyways, <laughs> like yeah, I mean, we have members of the community that have been involved in a form of whether, you know, like Wiccan or New Age, like, you know, some, are, some form of New Age for a long period of time, but as far as, like, becoming a Norse pagan specifically, or, like, just leaving behind, you know, you know, Christianity, or, well, I feel like a lot of people, you know, end up becoming atheists in a way, and that's, and then that's when they end up finding stuff much later in life, because, you know, they may not be actively searching for something, but, you know, in the back of their head, they, you know, in the back of their minds subconsciously, like they are, you know, potentially searching for something more or something that, you know, just fills that, that void, you know, that they just need to fill. And yeah, you know, a lot of times it's, it's people that do things already in nature and they just haven't put necessarily a name to what they are feeling. You know, they've been doing it for years. So no, it's never too old. Is basically what I'm getting at. It's never, never too old. Yeah, I guess like you know, it's the difference between uh, too old and too late. You know, like too old is one thing, or it's like no, definitely not. Um, But I think you know, maybe the too late uh, is saying like you know, have you gone too far? You know, are are you practicing Christian? Have you been Christian your whole life and been baptized and you know and taken sacrament and all these things and you know like there's this idea of, you know, being on your deathbed and like finally converting to paganism, you know, I think that's, you know, a very dramatic mindset because to me, you know, paganism is almost like a natural state of being because the pagan religions, at least to me, is to be human and to have a human understanding of, you know, a, a more primal understanding of the way our world works. Obviously, like, you know, practice whatever religion you will out there. But again, we know Christianity came to being because it was, you know, really just changed because it allowed centralization of power. You know, the moment society is starting getting bigger, they needed something that can consolidate power more. And so Christianity became that, uh, you know, so to me, a pagan, being pagan is just it, to live in existence with a natural state of being of what it is to be human. And then you can always return to that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's see here. Let's see if we can find another fun one. All right, you guys got books nearby? Uh, I've got some. Grab a book. Just grab a book. Okay. We got Maybe. a weird one here. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Epic of Celtic Ireland. Oh, this. are you muted, Ian? Yeah, I was muted. Okay. Yeah, I want to grab a community book. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. Oh, God, this my, uh, this is this isn't going to work for you, Caleb. What? <laughs> Someone, okay, well, how many of a book do I need? Closest book to you to page hundred. I do I not think Jason has hundred books, uh, hundred pages in that book. Uh, yes. No, I think he has thirty-six. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let me go get open another. To, open to page ten. Open to page ten. Okay, ten. Yeah, for you, we'll do ten. All right. All right. All right. I was just trying to support. Well, wait, a no, no, the second one doesn't make any sense. It says, "Open the uh, closest book to you to page 100, and then find hun- the hundredth word." I am not going to count a hundred words here. Oh my god! Yeah, this is just too much work. I'm just gonna like close my eyes and point on this page to a random word. All right, you guys do the same. 
Okay. All right. You guys yeah. go first. I got Will. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. Moonlight. Mine says that Ian's a little bitch. It comes from Lauren. Uh, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that was a whole joke you just said. Long <laughs> list of instructions of what to lead up oh to Oh my. You. Man, I thought, I thought we were doing something wholesome here. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this that way. I can like read one of Jason's poems out on the podcast. I'm about to send her a text message right now. <laughs> yeah, I have from Lauren. Open the closest book to page 100, find the hundredth word, then tell Ian he's a little bitch. <laughs> what, what this one's probably gonna get, gonna get flagged for explicit. Oh, it definitely is. You know, we're taking a break. We'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see what, what it really matters to. I don't, think it, I don't think it matters too much you know but i get you know like when i when we talked about the language thing i was like you know like it, it it's i think it's healthy to live in moderation if you just let the language fly off the cuff all the time you know maybe it kind of loses its bite and so bringing in a little bit so it has its its bite and its humor you know like calling in a little bitch yeah <laughs> speaking of little bitches i see fenrir back there doing stuff show me yeah. that butt he's, he's, <laughs> he's laying down I know on the on like on the thing of like explicit things. Normally, I look for things that are explicit or that have that that warning on them. Well, just because I see them as more real, you know, they're mm. it's a, it's a raw, realer take. I it's because you're from Tennessee and everyone swears like sailors there. <laughs> Not exactly. I mean, you know, me. There's so many churches around me, man. And there's so many people that, that, that like where I used to work at Eastman. They tell me that I had a I had a sailor's mouth because I would not stop cussing. <laughs> it's not like I cussed literally every other word. They just I cussed more than they did, so I cussed like a sailor. Uh, so I do have an interesting question here that kind of goes from like uh, the small town stuff, and it literally calls from uh, comes from Small Town Pagan is their name uh, on oh, Instagram. Um, do you have any tips on how to deal with bullying and or discrimination for having this religion? Ooh, back to seriousness. I think I feel I feel like my go to answer of you know. If somebody's gonna bully you and they gonna leave you alone, beat the ass. <laughs> work in this context because I don't know how old this person is. <laughs> but I mean, I've always said that like if my kids are getting bullied, I'm gonna tell them, you know, beat their ass. As long as you don't start it, I'm fine with you finishing it. <laughs> Gosh, it's so hard nowadays because like that was the same advice my father gave me when I was being bullied in high school, and I listened to it. I literally the the kid that was bullying me in like fifth grade, I was like, okay, and I beat his ass back. And he never be bullied me again. <laughs> so, no. but it's so much different it works. because, you know, back when I was in school, really, it wasn't until I was in high school that social media became a thing. And so yeah. the problem now is that it doesn't just stay on the playground. It doesn't, and it doesn't end on the playground anymore. You know, kids are just getting bullied online and things like that. And their young minds just don't know how to handle it. You know, they're getting constant threats and people, you know, blocking them and, or not blocking them, but like harassing them online, you know, and spreading lies and rumors. And it's a, it's a nasty thing that honestly has spread into adulthood as well is, you know, it's hard to stop the internet because you can't just fight back anymore because fighting back isn't the answer. It just continues the problem because it's not, you know, the, the punch to the face doesn't actually have the impact anymore. Uh, so I yeah. think, you know, it is very difficult nowadays to deal with harassment and bullying because it, it it's hard to make it go away. Yeah, and I feel like in this context, like, you know, I've had people, you know, for, even for like from my time in the military, like even though, yes, technically in the military, you know, there is, you cannot, you know, it is literally against like the UCMJ to discriminate somebody for their religious beliefs. But that doesn't mean that people still don't, you know, talk shit or like you know we'll make fun of you for it but like for me like whenever i when i had people ask me you know 
what do I, why do I go to all these different places when I go to these gatherings? So I tell people, I'm like, hey, oh yeah, like I'm taking leave. I'm like, oh, where are you going? I'm going to some random place on like the East Coast or Central United States. And they're like, oh, what are you doing there? And I would, you know, I, I am very openly about, you know, about my, my practice. And I'd be like, oh, I'm going there for basically a spiritual retreat, essentially this for layman's terms, you know, because simple-minded people. Um, and, you know, a lot of the times people would, you know, obviously poke fun at it because one, they just don't understand or they have this misconception or this, you know, their view on paganism is, oh, we, you know, sacrifice people or sacrifice goats or horses or whatever, you know, and like, yeah, that was done way back when, obviously, but like, we don't do that shit now. Yeah, I think the human um, sacrifice thing is what comes up the most is everyone's like, oh, yeah. you sacrifice people still. Yeah, and like, in no. some regards, like some regards, yeah, sacrifice like, you. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, depending on depending on like you know the situation, I will you know just basically yeah return fire on them in that in that aspect because I think it's funny and personally I I I'm the type of person that is it takes a lot to really get under my skin and you know it, it's something that makes me happy it makes me feel fulfilled in my life so I'm I do my best to not let other people you know even if they're trying to be assholes about it i try to not let it get to me you know because it's something that they clearly don't understand and probably never never will you know so it's i i guess my advice is just stick to stick with it man. just stick with it even if it's even if it's constant or like people are being assholes about it just stay constant with it because it's it's not worth it's not worth the effort of letting it bother you I mean, it, yeah. granted, it's a lot easier said than done. And yeah. I mean, I'm I am not the most basic person in the world when it comes to people that are annoying the crap out of me, especially anymore. But it's it's not worth the energy that it takes to get worked up and angry about it. Just literally, if you walk away from them and ignore them, I mean, granted, I'm I'm still thinking of in person stuff because I grew up during that area. I didn't grow up. I didn't grow. I didn't go to elementary school and all that stuff where we Have had this darn Facebook. internet. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, I didn't high school. But still, like, I didn't really care what people posted on Facebook. I didn't worry about it. Maybe I'm just old school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, best advice be old school. Just don't have the internet. It'll help a lot. <laughs> no. Very but rarely then, no. will someone like tell you to your face that you're wrong or harass you yeah. for stuff like this. I, you oh. know, honestly, I've had very few problems in person over my years of doing this, and I'm fairly out about it now. Um, I mean, now, it could be where pussies know, in person. Huh? <laughs> so people are pussies in person. Well, yeah, because then you can't actually punch them in the face. Yeah, they're afraid to get punched in the face. That's why we call them keyboard warriors, man. Like literally, the last time I had someone even pull any kind of Christian things to me by any means of like you know oh, you're going to hell or stuff like that. Yeah, it was like three years ago, and it was outside of a Starbucks like very briefly because they saw me reading like the Poetic Edda and had like saw my tattoos and they said something, and they weren't like they were like that nice like that mean nice Christian. They were just like oh well we hope God blesses you. You know, stuff like yeah. that. And it was kind of yeah. snooty, but it wasn't very direct. Um, and obviously, this is not a universal thing. Some people had, you know, some negative experiences. Um, and now, when it comes to dealing with family, obviously, this is something that I've talked about recently. Um, in fact, I think it was episode 91 or something like yeah, that. It was within the I, 90s. I, it was within the 90s. Yeah, that I, t- I talk about telling my mother because she's very, very, you know, old school Christian. And so it's something that took me years to do. And so that's actually my advice. 
is don't be showboaty about your religion. Only tell people that really need to know or people that are genuinely interested. Um, you know, think about most interactions you have with people. People don't go around talking about religion that much. In fact, I think the golden rule of the past used to be you don't talk, you know, at the bar, you don't talk religion, you don't talk politics because yeah. it always leads to divides. And so I kind of live my life by that is I don't I don't definitely don't ever talk about politics and I don't talk about religion, especially with people I don't know. Um, and so like, you know, I, I recently got a job at the bar, uh, a bar to help uh, fund money for the hall. So 50% of what I make is going into the hall fund. Uh, and I've worked there for over a month now. And I, you know, I've gained a good reputation. People there seem to really like me. They like the drinks I make. They think I'm a hard worker. I show up, I do my job, I leave. But no one knows about my religion there. I think that actually recently the manager asked me about the nonprofit because I do, I do talk about the nonprofit. And I, I did open up a little bit, but even then I didn't talk specifics about religion because you just, it's not something you talk about with people because it gets divisive because everyone has a different belief. And I, and I genuinely believe that, you know, if you're coming out as a Norse pagan, don't come out, just, just be a Norse pagan, live your life, be happy that, you know, you're a pagan and, you know, and hope that you find others that you can talk about it with, but, you know, don't rub it in other people's faces. Don't feel like you have to wear it as like a badge of honor, you know, wear your Mjolnir, wear your oath ring, have pagan tattoos and just live your life. Um, I think that to me is some of the best advice I can give. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And to kind of bring it back and so some humor is I got a response from Lauren in the form of a raccoon meme. It says, I put the fun in dysfunctional. And here is said meme for you gentlemen. Oh, well, it's very, that, uh, that very seems Microsoft's very Lauren. of her. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's very Lauren. Um, but I will say, you know, if you do have like someone that, you know, you're, you're being respectful and they're just being disrespectful towards you about your faith and your religion, the best thing you can do is take the high road. I've taken always taken the high road in my life, or at least I've learned to always take the high road and you'll be happier in the end. Because a lot of the times these interactions are not something that, you know, go on to last very long. And if they do, you'll be happy that you took the high road in the end. It might feel better to fight at their level, to punch, punch up at them, like punch straight at them. But trust me, in the in the long run, taking the high road of just being like, hey, sorry, you feel that way. You know, I'm happy with what I believe in and I genuinely believe it. You know, it'll make them feel dumb. Like, yeah. it really will. So I always yeah. recommend taking the high road when possible. But also, if someone punches, you punch them back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would say my last little bit on that real quick is just like some of the best advice that somebody, the best thing that I've heard somebody say is, whatever you put in the universe, you're, you're going to get it back 10 times you know, over. So that goes for anybody who acts like an a-hole, you know, if somebody's now acting that way. Asshole with a-hole? Whatever, listen. How cussy we've been this entire episode? Oh, I didn't know we on. were just, listen. Fuck off, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the slow descent into madness. Um, but yeah, like, you know, that person is going to get, you know, they're going to act that way for so long and eventually karma's, karma's a bitch and she's going to get them back, you know. I've seen it before. So, well, here, here, here's a good one to think about because I need to grab some water, anyways. Uh, where do the gods go when they die? Your thoughts? Oh, I mean, Ooh. I mean, we we know that when uh, when Balder dies, he goes to hell. We do know we know that, um, but it never mentions any of the other gods going there when they die. But he, but there's nothing to say that they don't go. It's it's, yeah. kind of a, it's kind of a thing that's not really talked about, you know. Yeah, because um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we have you know at the end of Ragnarok where, uh, you know, the pieces of armor and stuff like the items and tools that the gods wore were 
basically collected after they died. And it almost sounds like that it was a form, like they were kept for like a form of like resurrection for lack of better terms almost. Like the yeah. items were kept sacred and safe to for whenever they came back, whether those items were used as like a catalyst to bring them back or they were like imbued in said items and that's where like their soul resided. Or maybe everybody just showed up to Helheim and was just partying it up in the underworld for X amount of time until they felt like coming back. I mean, Literally, that's, that's the other thing I was going to say like, was... Yeah, seriously, like the Balder thing. It's just like, wait, Balder dies, he goes to hell. Does Odin go to Valhalla? I mean, I would I would honestly say that like if, if Balder dies and goes to hell, mm-hmm. probably all the gods die. You know, God, how salty do you think? And there's nothing, be? and there's nothing to say that they. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's it. it, it yeah, that's a, that's a weird one. But you know, there's nothing to say that if they do die and they go to hell, that they couldn't come back like Balder does mm-hmm. in the record. So it's also, as I discuss in my Ragnarok video, it depends on how you view Ragnarok. Is Ragnarok a literal event of literal battle between literal gods and literal you know beings? Or is it a metaphorical thing like that kind of exists alongside of a symbolic representation of the spirit world? And I, I lean more towards the metaphorical uh, representation of the spirit world. Yes, I believe the gods are real, but I don't think that there's going to be a red bearded dude with a hammer fighting a giant snake at any point. God, I both hope not, and that would be awesome to see. I hope at the same time. Dude, that was yeah. the news for a loop. Right? Yeah, right. We're talking something in the middle of the ocean right now. It appears to be a giant snake. Seems to be a man flying towards it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, really? And a bunch of red hair. Yeah, <laughs> the Vatican's were right. <laughs> Holy shit! God, oh god, the Vatican would shit a break. Badass. <laughs> they were like, oh no, we tried to hide. This and it seems we while we've all wasted our lives on Christianity. <laughs> also, the uh, the armies of hell are now spewing out of volcanoes. <laughs> oh, god. Yeah, that was a good one. I I, I feel like. Yeah, I, I, again, I guess it depends on how you interpret the event of Ragnarok. So here's another good one here. Uh, this one's from Spruce Fiend. Do you feel like Norse pagans should take on a Nordic name similar to how Muslims take on a new name? Oh, that's actually a good question. I mean, I haven't talked about this in a while. I mean, it's always been a thing in our community where it's like you have some people that they, they really want to take on another name because they don't like their name, whether it's because it's a christian name like you know i have a christian name most people have christian names like you know jacob's a christian name (laughs) and so is you know my name um but it i like how our stuff kind of evolved and just worked as far as like once you do stuff people just kind of give you a name you earn a name you earn a title and i really think that's how it should be yeah i mean even like uh you know like parker like most people either call him parker or wild man Mm -hmm. yeah and it's just a natural thing. It's not like we had a ceremony about it. It's just he started getting called Wildman, and everyone calls him Wildman name now. No. It's the same yeah, reason no. that, I ha- that I have Vig Buren. It's just because Parker gave me that name. And then I'm also called the Beast because I, mean, I did that ritual. Yeah, because you went woo-woo in the woods. But, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think it's a necessity. I don't think that should be, you know, if you want to, I mean, by all means, do it. I'm not going to tell you what to do and what not to do. Just don't name. Don't, here, but... don't go with Bjorn. Everyone does Bjorn. You're not original. Yeah, or Ragnar. I feel like though there's some cojones on you if you're going around calling yourself Ragnar. Right. 
like earn it. Like I had someone message me once. They were like calling themselves Ragnar or something like that, man. Oh, he was like, how do I honor? You know, he said my, my great, 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 great grandfather was Ragnar and I named myself Ragnar. And I was just like, he was like, how do I honor my ancestor Ragnar Lothbrok? <laughs> well, and I'm just like, um, well, you better start doing some cool stuff. <laughs> right. No yeah, rate of village. Man, yeah. Like <laughs> if you're going to start calling yourself Bjorn, you better earn that name. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think, yeah, names are necessary and or, like, yeah, earn them. Don't just... I think I, like, I played around with it, like, when I first started, you know, I had, like, the name on my Instagram as Harberth, and I was doing that for a bit. Um, But it just felt, it it felt disingenuous, um, is ultimately what I decided, because I really, actually, what I just, uh, I figured out is, like, I want to name my kids something cool. You know, I want to name my kids something like Sigurd, or, you know, or Freya, or Saga, you know, and I think Saga and Sigurd are actually, if I have a boy and a girl, Saga and Sigurd are kind of what I uh, kind of fit with. Um, I just really like that name combo. And, um, you know, I'm thinking I would be upset if they changed their name. Like, you know, damn it, I had these kids. I worked all my life to get the kids named Saga and Sigurd. And then they changed their name in their 20s. I'd be pissed. And so by that logic, I can't change my name because my parents had me, birthed me, raised me. They decided to name me Jacob. I'm Jacob to them. And so to, to completely change my name, you know, is an offense to my parents. And so I think I keep I would keep my name Jacob as a respect out of my parentage, which is, is which is a big part of, you know, Morse paganism, too. And heathenry is honoring your ancestors and your family. Now, people that don't have mm-hmm. good family lives are probably not connected to that. So if I didn't have a good family life, I would be much less connected to the idea of keeping my name. Yeah, yeah it'd, I mean, it'd be a little be bit very more, understandable. Yeah, it'd be a little bit more justifiable. Yeah, but definitely if you're going to name yourself, you know, changing your name to this, you know, old Norse pagan name or an old Norse name or whatever, do it if it makes you feel better, but earn it at the same time. Um, And I think that if you choose a name, earn that name. Or, you know, if you find a community, wait till a name finds you. Like, you know, Blade and Babushka, it's not an old Norse name. For God's sake, you know, for the God's sake, we're calling the man Grandma in Russian. He likes it. He loves it. And people love calling him it, even if it doesn't make any sense to the outside world. His name he is Grandma. Li- <laughs> he, yeah, he literally lives for it. Right, yeah. yeah. And um, you then know, you got like, some, like, freaking Ian's that you can't even pronounce it. We're just like, uh, Ian. <laughs> we just say Ian because we don't have to pronounce it. Because it translates to Dreamwalker, because I... I ain't calling you no Dreamwalker. Hey, listen, I've gotten in your dreams. I already know I have. You told me. Yeah, I got romantic real quick. Are you blushing? We need a break. Flatter, flattery, will, flattery will always win you. When you <laughs> wait, wait, when we over? Wait, words are hard. I did the deep, the deep, the deep. deep. That's all, folks. Oh, my goodness. Oh, shit. Let's see here. I know I got a couple more good ones cooking in here. We're getting close to that hour over past the hour mark, but we'll do a little longer for the people out there. <laughs> How has your spirituality slash religion changed your lives forever, forever from Drew Phelps? You know, it's a, it's actually a question I was, you know, I was thinking about something very similar because of something that I'm going to be uh, interviewing for in this next week or whatever. Jacob, you've already talked to this individual as well. Um, just recently. He just sent an email to that guy. Yeah. And, you know, he had a, he had a very similar question like that. 
And so I was actually literally just thinking about this. Um, <clears throat> and honestly, like for me, it's, it is definitely, I, I feel far more connected with, definitely with nature and just being outside and, you know, just with plants, animals, you know, just the outside world in general. I definitely have found myself, you know, straying further away from what, you know, society-wise would be considered normal as far as like, I despise huge cities, I despise big cities. I'd rather live out in the middle of the, of the country in the middle of nowhere, you know, on like a small farm or something and just being like my own person, you know, and, and just doing my own thing without any sort of, I don't know, just, just doing my thing, honestly. I don't know. It's just, for me, it's just the biggest thing is the connection with nature has become ridiculously important to me. Like I look at everything with a, with a different mindset going into nature and how I approach it. I, I agree with that. Um, the only other thing I would add is just the fact of like, uh, I was never, I never had a real spiritual, um, I, I never had any kind of spiritual practice um, before becoming a pagan. Um, because like, I, you know, grew up Christian, like, like 90 some odd percent of us do here in America. And then what are you looking at, Jacob? It sounds like a spaceship. <laughs> what, we talking or? out your house no like someone's got like a toyota hybrid i think oh, and, oh like, is it, it the hrv going... what is it is it i know what you're talking about it's the um the uh the rav4 yeah the RAV4. it's like yeah it's a yeah. hybrid rav4 and it straight up sounded like someone was beaming me up scotty like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was just I like don't... what yeah, i saw you the... looking like this and i'm like what is wrong with this guy? yeah i was looking at my window like <laughs> oh man who's yeah. this hippie dude guy um, guy Guy worked with that one, yeah, spaceship. But yeah, like I guess okay, back back to what I was saying. It was, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I never had a spiritual practice before um, before becoming a pagan, and so it's just having, you know, having having that, uh, you know, something to be connected to, and then you know, being able to go into nature and be connect and grow that that connection and that uh, you know, spiritual uh, feeling, um, and then the community has been. Yeah, one of the best things that I ever could have hoped to find. Well, I've made some new friends and uh, stuff in the last couple of years that I couldn't imagine living without. Yeah, uh, something I was just reflecting on something I said a little earlier too is uh, you know the fact that like paganism is just being human and, and being part of life. Um, it's also something I've noticed, and one of the reasons I think I have uh, have garnered a good reputation at work is because I'm always positive. Um, you know, I work in a place with like. 50 60 employees it's a pretty big uh, restaurant bar establishment and everyone there has just i guess like someone came up to me yesterday the person that trained me and she's like everyone's loving you because you're just positive because you come in with a good attitude you're thankful you're grateful you help everybody out and that's not something i'm trying to do it's just who i am and it's always been who i've been but the religion has just reinforced that of you know being humble of being grateful of being thankful for the day-to-day -day, uh for being a team player for someone that works and, and helps the community out you know it's like i have a community of people there now they may not be like my brothers and sisters like you know the, the fellowship of northern traditions but still we all work together we're all there to make money we're all there to you know help each other out clean and so the the things that you know i value in norse paganism that have helped me become who i am are making me just a better person in the end or making more, me more of a team player and making me more gracious and more humble and more grateful. And these things are coming out and, and being present to other people 
and I, th- I find those things to be infectious. I find them to be a good positive thing. You know, people are like, oh, wow. He, you know, I, I, I went in the other day at 11 and everyone's like, oh, I'm so tired. You know, life is just so miserable. Blah, 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 blah. And I walked in. I was like, good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing today? Man, it is just a beautiful day. Did you see that sunset? Holy shit. That sunset was incredible. <laughs> you know, and like, like it almost you were like that guy. Them. Yeah, but like it shakes them up a little bit and they have to like step back and be like, oh, you know what? The sun was incredible this morning, uh, you know, and it's like, and again, I'm not overly aggressive as I was just there, but it's just the subtleness of you know, every day, you know, someone might complain, they come in and they complain about something. And then I'm just like, yeah, I really enjoyed the weather outside. You know, I saw a bird today. I'll, I'll go into these random soliloquies. I'm like, I saw a baby pigeon on the side of the road. I heard it sing. It was beautiful. And they're all kind of like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Weird hipster wisdom. Yeah, but, like, but then I think they go home. Like I think at first it was a little like they were like what, and now after a month they're all coming in, and I think now they're like, huh, yeah, I did see a baby pigeon today. It was pretty cute. Uh, I love it. That's yeah, so I think you know, you know, a positive, healthy Norse paganism. You know, really looking at the values of the Havamal and things like that, and just the the peace and serenity that you get from following the the gods of nature and living by the cycles. I think it just reinforces good and healthy things about being human and being thankful for the lives that we live. And so I think truly that, you know, this religion has just taught me to be thankful for the life I live and to learn to enjoy it now, you know, and I think that's, you know, something other religions don't really teach us. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, that's really solid. Well, in closing here, um, uh, we actually had a lot of questions. Uh, I think there are in total here about five or six questions from those that were sent in asking about how to join the community and things like that. Um, so, you know, like you mentioned, Caleb, you know, just, you know, thankful for the community, uh, you know, and everything like that. It's clearly this is something people want, getting into Norse paganism. I mean, it's a communal thing. You know, historically, it was a communal religion. It, from what we can tell, is very much not a private practice. The most private it got is the people that you worship the gods with in your own home. Other than that, it was community-based. And so a lot of people are just asking about community and how to find others. So I figured we'd just have a section here at the end, just telling people about Northern traditions, uh, especially since we're taking a break. So truly, if you're looking for a pagan community out there, one, you should know that we're not the only ones. There are many out there and we don't want, we don't want to be the only one. We, I don't want to be the pagan Pope. We don't want to be your go-tos. You know, we have a community and we'd be more than welcome to welcome you to this community, but there's other out there, others out there as well. And I also say that because we can't be everywhere. You know, we, we are mostly located on the East Coast of the United States just because where most of us are. Uh, Darius, you know, who we've also had on the podcast as well, uh, has been out on the West Coast of the United States, and we're trying to get stuff going there. Uh, Terry and Claire uh, out and, and Nick out in uh, Africa and Europe. So, you know, all these people have been on the podcast as well. Uh, we're start having our first gathering in Canada. So, you know, we're we're still getting things going. But if you are interested in the Fellowship of Northern Traditions, um, please go to www.northerntraditions.org. Uh, so we're focused mostly on in-person events. That is our primary focus. We don't offer much as, as an online community. Uh, we do have a, an official newsletter you can sign up for. And then uh, when you sign up for gatherings, you'll get a part of an email chain to learn more about the event. Um, and now as far as like an, an online discord, we, there is a discord, um, it is available through the wisdom of Odin though. It's not officially tied to the fellowship of Northern traditions. It's more or less a chat room to chat with other people who are Norse pagans. I offer that personally on my, uh, my Patreon, the wisdom of Odin. So if you are interested in joining a discord community and we do offer that, um, or at least I offer that, but as far as the fellowship of Northern traditions, we're focused on in-person events because we think that's where the true magic lies in this religion is ritual and community and feasting together. And so that's what we focus on. And so far we've had over 20 
county events this year, uh, looking to be about the same next year. And we're always, you know, we're growing, we're trying to grow steadily. Um, but you know, it's an amazing community. I've worked with Caleb and Ian here, and I think 20 other people on running this community. Uh, we got officially nonprofit uh, 501c3, you know, church recognized by the IRS. Uh, we're fundraising to get land of our own to build our own hall on someday. And so things are moving forward, you know, really well. Uh, we're all very young as we do this. You know, we've only existed officially for six months now. And so, you know, it's one of those things we're taking our time and, and hopefully we continue to grow in a, a positive and healthy direction. Uh, so if you want to join our community, that's you know, that's what we offer is in-person events. Um, we've had a lot of people ask about membership as far as, you know, joining as a member. While we can do that, um, you can send us an email, uh, which is on our website as well, uh, to seek membership. Uh, but there are no benefits outside of the gathering. So you can, you know, officially be a member and just say, hey, I'm a member of the Fellowship of Northern Traditions and have that pride. Um, but we do only offer really in-person events. And we're going to continue to expand those. We're having day hikes now. We have our traditional four-day gatherings. Uh, we're looking to add, you know, multiple day retreats, uh, you know, and, and we're even looking to do like Viking markets. We're looking to produce books. We're wanting to make a recipe book, a ritual book. Uh, we have great t-shirts designs out there. So we're really really growing and expanding. And so we hope you enjoy everything that we offer the Fellowship of Northern Traditions. Uh, but as far as uh, the last question here, and I'll, I'll point this back to you guys as well, uh, and maybe try to keep it around, you know, uh, maybe how you found the Fellowship of Northern Traditions or the Wisdom of Odin community even before then. But how do you guys think, you know, what's the best advice for people out there on how to find other Norse pagans? Um, Ooh. <laughs> I mean... I mean, there's kind of two aspects to it because there's like there's in-person finding, you know, like if you want to call it IRL, you know, <laughs> Caleb, don't say that again. Don't say that again. Caleb, say hashtag for me. Hashtag. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're trying to sell me a certain type of hash. <laughs> oh. Probably doesn't help. I got the long hair and the big, the big hippie beard. So. <laughs> I just imagine you walking up to me in person, like with your big beard and your long hair and your tattoos, and being like, "IRL hashtag love life." <laughs> I'm just trying to think. We got kid. We got a lot of people out there who didn't grow up like I did. <laughs> so, I know there's there's kids nowadays graduating high school who use that damn terminology. Um, but you know, if, as far as like meeting people in person, you know, that's that's the point of, you know. You know, like wearing your Mjolnir, things like that. And then, you know, you can ask somebody like, you know, say, like, you know, that's cool. How, you know, how into it are you? Because we always have that joke, of like, how into it are you? Right, right. I still say you that know? to this day. Yeah. But it's just, it's just little things like that. Like, you know, if you wear something that's pagan orientated or that, you know, most people will say, be able to see and recognize as pagan or Norse pagan, you know, that's a way to be able to meet people in person or, you know, even going to like metaphysical shops or witch shops or whatever you want to call them. And, more than likely you're going to meet people there, even if they're not, uh, you know, following the same type of paganism that you are. Um, as far as like online stuff, I'll just go ahead and say, stay the, stay the hell away from Facebook because that's no fun. It's no good. The only thing so, still have there so is people say, no, you're stupid. Why, how are you even practicing? Um, yeah. 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 I don't know. Just stay open, I guess. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'll to add to that. Like, there are you know there are local groups i'm sure around you i mean like i when i went to i went to pagan pride in the twin cities area uh at the beginning of september and you know i there were there are two 
like groups of you know practicing heathens that they just call them themselves heathen groups um that are in the twin cities area you know and i would have never have known that because you know obviously like i've been part of this community basically since the beginning for the most part so like, i wasn't necessarily looking but the fact that like knowing that there that there was two groups you know only several you know a few hours away from me and in the you know the most populated area of minnesota was good to know because you know that's you know that's better than having nothing you know like that sure you, you know try those groups out and see what they're about like you jacob said like we're not trying to monopolize or anything like that like who knows that being so much work. yeah right, right it really is you know so like i've i've you know talked to those both of those uh both of those groups and trying to you know i want to try to start working with them a little bit more because i'm in the area and just continue to help like branch out and and you know meet new people and just like form even stronger communities because that's the other thing like so many other communities there are communities out there that don't like they attack other communities because of the way that they do something is different or whatever which is stupid so and i think that's also why a lot of groups like close themselves off as well because there has been so much infighting and it's a hard topic to talk about uh because i mean it's the reality of the situation sometimes the worst people you meet in this faith are the people that actually practice it yeah yeah that's yeah exactly very accurate statement so yeah with that you know obviously be careful you know do your research obviously if something seems fishy don't waste your time you know there's going to be you'll know when you know if something is not okay with a group um it's pretty obvious and yeah just don't yeah like with the with the seeing things out in the open the other day the best example like that i i forgot about this until caleb had said it you know, like with people with ta- like pagan tattoos or mealers or any sort of pagan stuff on there as Jacob pulls out another knife. Oh, that's a nice looking knife. Um, you know, I went to Caribou Coffee th- like a few weeks ago and the girl at the drive-thru had, I know that she had binder and tattoos on her hand, like on her knuckles. And I asked her about it and she noticed my stuff that was on my hands and everything like that. So, you know, just like that, this is a random encounter. You know, obviously I was in the drive through, although I would have asked a little bit more of like how I do it, was she and everything like that. Yeah, I blocked but, that drive through up. I mean, I do have a truck now, so I guess I'm gonna <laughs> do that. I can be that guy. But yeah, I mean, it's, I've had people approach me in public. I've had, you know, a guy that approached me at the gym because I was wearing a meal in their t shirt. Like, don't, I, don't be afraid to be human and like talk to people. I think that's the other thing too. If you see somebody with it, like, take that that chance man and like seriously like how into it are you is a great question like it, it doesn't establish anything you're not saying like hey you hail Odin brother you know you don't do that it's just like how into it are you and that if they don't know anything they'll be like oh uh you know i like it you know it's a cool shirt and they'll be like oh okay cool well i like the shirt too and that's in the conversation but they're like yeah i'm into it dog you're like yeah bro what's up <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly yeah don't i would say yeah just don't hesitate to to you know to try to talk to people about it, you know, if you see it. Honestly, event- Norse paganism is really growing in popularity. Like, I see Mjolnirs and Volknuts and, you know, Vegvasirs everywhere these days. Like, yeah. it's pretty, it, it's becoming more and more common, at least in in bigger towns and cities. Dude, I mean, when I went to that, when I went to that powwow, like, um, a few weeks, uh, yeah, a few weeks ago, there was one guy there that was selling stuff that he had, he had a Vegvasir tattooed, he had Odin tattooed, he had both the Ravens tattooed, he had, Trying to think what else it was. Um, what was it? Do you have Finrear or Jormungandr? 
cannot remember. But like I figured this dude was straight up into it, had the same hair, you know, the same hairstyle that I've got. Um, then I asked him how into it are you? He's like, I don't know, I like I really like Vikings, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that happens too, man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even in even in small towns like where I live, it's a population of thirteen thousand people, and that's it, which is actually pretty decent size. But like, I've run into the the girl at the Caribou Coffee. I the guy that I ran into at the gym that reached that like came to me and talked like asked me about it. Um, I've had uh, another individual at I can't remember what grocery store, at a random store that I was at, and then. When I worked at the pharmacy, one of the nurses that I worked with there had a bind rune tattoo on her wrist. And I noticed it one day and I asked her about it. And I literally, I did like the whole thing. I was like, oh, I like your tattoo. And she, I waited for her to explain it to me. And she was like, oh, thanks. It's a, you know, she was like, she's with like simple terms. She's like, oh, it's a Viking bind rune. And I was just like, oh, I know what it is. And like, obviously <laughs> I showed her, you know, my stuff. And as soon as, you know, she realized that I had something, I, I you know, like I knew what it was about. She was, you know, she very much became very chatty with it. And like, she didn't necessarily have to say like, you know, she was a full on practitioner of the faith or anything, but like she knew, you know, she knew more than the common, just, you yeah, know, like, Vikings Vikings TV show stuff. yeah, it was, it was, I was impressed and I was shocked because I was like, yeah, this is a, a woman who's got, you know, a, a standard life as a nurse, a couple kids married, small town and on, she's rocking a binder and on her wrist. I was just like, Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and it's like, I honestly, I think tattoos are a great way to communicate. Like, I get asked about my tattoos all the time, especially now that I'm bartending again. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, I just got the one on my thumb. And, like, I think people see that and they're like, whoa, you must be really into something if you're getting a, thumb of a hand tattoo now. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, and, or they just see, you know, my bind room and my arm or the Vegvisir. And so I get asked about that stuff all the time. Or even, like, the uh, like the Oath Ring. Uh, you know, people ask me about the Oath Ring all the time. Mm-hmm. I find not so much about the Mjolnir, but maybe it's because mine's a little bit more dumbed down. It's like darker. And so usually I usually wear dark shirts. So it kind of blends in. But yeah, I find tattoos are a really great way to communicate with, you know, subtly to people that you're into it. Yeah. Yeah, I got the Ren Fairy yesterday. I I hardly ever have people ask me about my pagan tattoos. They always notice this freaking Roshi I have on my arm. It's like, oh, I love the Roshi. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, because you have like, come on, man. I got all this other cool stuff. Yeah, but everybody knows who Master Roshi is. It's colorful, is. too. It is colorful, yeah. Everybody well, yeah, knows. and it's like, um, yeah, like you were saying, so like Pagan Prides, they, you know, I think happen once a year. Uh, and then you also have um, Ren Fairs are pretty decent mm-hmm. to, to talk to people. Now, it can be a little harder because there's people that will dress up as Vikings and totally not be into it. And they're like, oh, I actually go to church every Sunday. And you're like, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but Ren you Fairs know, are good. You you know, know I was actually shocked how many people that are coming to like the Ohio Ren Fair that have never been to a Ren Fair before. Nice. Yeah, oh, like yeah. there's quite a few people that have never been. I mean, I think they're fun. Uh, you know, not necessarily like pagan hotspots, but, you know, it's better than going to Walmart, you know. Yeah, yeah, so it's uh, kind of fun to dress up, not gonna lie. Like, yeah, so um, yeah, let me run through their list again. So Pagan Prides, Ren Fairs, concerts nowadays are great. So Wardruna, High Lung, High Lung. Um, they both tour the United States every year at this point. And then, I mean, High Lung is a great place. Like, you know, you start hanging out around High Lung shows. One, it's fucking amazing, and you should go <laughs> anyways. Uh, but also because, I mean, like 
everyone has to be slightly into it like just a little bit you know that bare minimum of into it and then there's definitely people that go that are into it you know and nowadays uh you know you'll probably run into one of the people in our community because uh they're more than likely there's going to be someone from the fellowship of northern traditions at one of these shows yeah um but yeah i think that gives everyone a good baseline now yeah as far as online uh like caleb said don't join facebook it's stupid uh instagram kind of gives you some own sovereignty of your own page and you know, it's easier to follow other norse pagan stuff it's just you have to be a little bit more cautious of the uh the glam you know like you know we've mm-hmm. talked about before with like altar spaces of you know putting yourself in a mindset that you have to look a certain way to to be a norse pagan and stuff so you have to be careful on instagram in a way of that but i find that instagram is a little easier to interact because you can follow the hashtags and you know follow individual accounts and that share other people's accounts and it's really easy to get dug into a network of norse pagans but i find that instagram also has its own drama issues you know so it's just it's a take it or leave it kind of thing but also never get on tiktok delete tiktok off your phone if you're listening to this right now and you got TikTok on your phone delete that shit delete delete TikTok. Uh, speaking <laughs> of altars for a minute so bella uh, has asked me to make her an altar for her room ah yes. yeah yeah why ones. she's been leaving us alone no, she's at her. Uh, she's at her grandparents. Oh man, yeah. She's out. <laughs> so they're, so they're well, shit, I actually do need to get off here because, and speaking of fellowship northern traditions, in ten minutes we got a call to talk about Kentucky fall gathering. Uh, so, everyone, you guys have any like last words before we go on this break? Like, you know, what what words do you want to leave our audience with for the next couple of months? And honestly, I I appreciate everybody that's listened to us. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't have kept doing this if it wasn't for the tremendous amount of support and and listeners and love that we've gotten from this you know doing this podcast you know like Caleb said earlier like honestly there's I had no idea we would be doing this as long as we have or get to the level that we have with community outreach and everything like that it's insane and yeah from like the bottom of my heart like thank you everybody for all the support that you guys have shown us we're just a bunch of dudes talking about stuff that we're passionate about, basically. And our mom's yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean it, it was it was more or less like it started out as an excuse to like do something that sounded fun and spend more time with you know our friends. That's yeah. kind of what 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 it kind of grew out of. It turned into you know so much more, and I'm always amazed by like the amount of people that like that listen to every single episode and even the old episodes that we put out. People still listen. I'm to so sorry now. for the people that listen to the old episodes. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially how it took me like, I don't know, 60, 70 episodes to actually like get some kind of like actual microphone that picked <laughs> up. You're talking into a tin can. It, it took me like 50 <laughs> episodes to go from my phone to my laptop. And then it took me like another 20 or 30 to get an actual microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, y'all that will start from episode one and go through it all. You need the real OGs. <laughs> you're, the, oh, yeah. you're the real MVPs, man. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, don't worry. We're not going away forever. It's going to take a little bit of time off. Yeah, you can get, get rid of us. Stuff lined up. Well, I think what I want to end this on, you know, I, I always get a, a emotional with, you know, the viewership and stuff like that at the end of the shows. But I think today I just want to thank you guys uh, through thick and thin. We've been through a lot together. I mean, shoot, it's so weird to think that, you know, shoot, how long, we haven't known each other that long, you know, two, three years, uh, you know, not even three years for me and you, Caleb, and less time for me and you, Ian. I think it just passed yeah. two years. Like looking at you and like thinking how many th- stories we share now and how many times we talk to one another, 
you know, to think that it's only been two years is mind boggling. I, I really yeah. can't it, like it. Just, I can't can't comprehend it. Uh, and so to have done this podcast with you guys for the last hundred episodes and and hopefully for hundreds of more after this break, it, it's been truly a pleasure and an honor to talk every Sunday with you guys. So I love you both. And uh, I'm sure we'll we'll keep talking despite not recording a podcast. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah we're just going to we're just going to have you know, like oh, what, what do they call those uh, fucking cuddle puddles or something like that oh, yeah, well, that's cuddle. always a cuddle puddle <laughs> <laughs> all right well truly thank you guys for you know sticking with us through hundreds of uh, over 100 episodes soon to be hundreds of episodes uh you know we hope you understand why we're taking this break but we want to come back uh we want to have some new guests we want to have some new ideas uh and you know we'll probably just keep working on this honestly even after we're taking a break so uh go back watch some old episodes you haven't checked out check out our community page and otherwise we give you a heartfelt until the hall Skull. Skull. Skull.